Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Eric Nolene, publisher, InsideTexas.com, your source uh, for Longhorn football and recruiting news. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit of recruiting. Uh, big weekend coming up for Longhorns this week, Eric. Yeah, maybe the biggest one, uh, you know, of the entire year, given the fact that Arch Manning's coming on and how uh, important he, he is to the entire uh, class uh, makeup. You know, he's going to be a key driver. Uh, Arch, coupled with a good season, would have them uh, in contention for a top three class. And so, you know, it kind of all starts this weekend. Uh, you know, they got to get him in the boat any way they can. And, and right now, I think it's a it's a little up in the air. It's a little tighter than I might have thought uh, a couple of weeks ago. Gotcha. And you think the primary competition remains Georgia? Yeah, I think, um, you know, Alabama hasn't thrown in the towel yet, but I think they're getting kind of close to it. They, they know what's going on. Uh, it's Texas versus Georgia. Gotcha. Um, we, we've, we've, we've talked so much about Arch, uh, but we haven't, you know, it, he's not the only guy coming in this week. Uh, I spoke with Justin Wills about this yesterday and even to Jerry as well uh, earlier in the week. Um, the Longhorns not only have uh, Arch Manning coming in, they have Jaquez Petaway, Mikel Harrison Pilot, Will Randall, his high school teammate. Um, and then they have a bevy of defensive linemen that, that Bo Davis is after, as well as Malik Muhammad, uh, the DB out of South Oak Cliff, Raul Aguari, uh, Aguirre, I can't, I don't, or Aguirre, I'm not sure how to say his last name yet. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Aguirre. Okay. Um, out of uh, Fayetteville, Georgia, a linebacker. Um, it's it just it's setting up right now as a very, very important weekend, not just at quarterback, uh, but at wide receiver and, of course, along the defensive line. And with the addition of Muhammad, uh, that makes the cornerback spot uh, that much more important, too. Yeah, Muhammad's really materialized as, as one of the biggest targets at, at the position. Perhaps he's the biggest target at the position right now. And that's setting up to be a really tough battle with A&M. Um, I talked to his father yesterday. You know, they're going to go to AM when the when the live period opens back up at the end of July. Uh, AM is going to have him in for an official visit. And that, to me, gives them a little bit of a strategic advantage because um, he's going to make a decision in August. So Texas is going to have to really make an impression. Uh, but then they're going to have to keep the gas down throughout uh, July and, and stay in his ear. But, um, you know, they've, they've done a really good job to make up ground. Uh, he's got a, a couple of cousins that go to UT. Uh, his cousin from DeSoto signed with uh, Vic Schaefer in the basketball class last year. The family just sort of profiles to UT. It doesn't always work out that way. But uh, I think there is a slight preference that, that Texas comes out on top. But, um, you know, they're going to have to win it uh, the right way. Yeah. Um, Eric, you know, just looking at it as a whole, uh, you mentioned – and I want, to, I want this to be kind of an open conversation today. I'm not really going to just ping you with questions, but I, want to, I do want to have some overarching uh, thoughts on this from you on, in the state of the program. Um, you mentioned you think with Arch just has a po possibility of being a top three class. Where, what do they need to really address in this recruiting class, in your opinion, outside of uh, obviously quarterback with the, the depth there? But wh what do they really need to address? 
Well, you always take stock of what uh, what you missed out on the previous class, and then you know you you factor in for the roster needs. And so I think linebacker is a very big need. You know, linebacker might not be quite as important as it was uh, you know 15 years ago, but it's still very important out there on the field. You need your leader and and, and your general uh, out there. And obviously, they've got Samaje Burrell in the class. I talked to him yesterday. He's doing great. Um, you know, he's working hard like you'd expect with him. Uh, but they've got a number of really good candidates that we went into detail on on the board yesterday. Uh, Leona LaFau just uh, visited uh, Cecilia Kana. Uh, Darian Gallette uh, is going to be next week with Anthony Hill and Burrell. So, I mean, that's, that's going to be a giant weekend for linebackers. So that's a, that's a huge point of emphasis, I think. Uh, I think they still need to get some more interior players because they're about to lose uh, potentially three of them next year uh, with, with Coburn, Sweat, and uh, possibly Ojimo. So they, they definitely need to address that. And then, you know, they've got to keep stocking up on wide receivers because that's what really uh, helps take advantage of the uh, Sarkeesian offense. Um, you mentioned the wide receivers, and I, and I wrote about this this morning on Inside Texas. Uh, you know, it, it, it feels to me like there's a, a, there may be a separation of a top group right now uh, for Texas in-state. Uh, that includes Ryan Niblett, obviously. The, the young man's already committed. Jaquez Petaway and McCall Harrison Pilot, who are visiting this weekend. Yep. And then you have Jonte Cook and Jalen Hell as well. Um, Jonah Wilson, I'm not sure he's more of that outside receiver type, so I'm not, not necessarily accounting for him. But is that is that kind of how you see it? I mean, I, I tried to write about it this morning, but I, I really thought about it, and it comes out almost as clear as mud for me sometimes. You know, it's like I, I think they've got five guys that they think are really good, basically. Yeah, I mean, I would add Jaden Greathouse in there, even though he's. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yep, yeah. yep. He visited. Um, yeah, well, I mean, they're setting up some really good options at wide receiver. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the numbers shake out. But you know, the common denominator for a lot of those, especially the guys that are kind of profiled inside outside, is the speed. I know you watched Michael Harrison pilots tape again this morning. Uh, the the urgency with he get, uh, with which he gets upfield after he makes a catch is something to see. Uh, wonderful athlete. Of course, Petaway has uh, elite speed. Uh, on the track that that comes out on the field, Texas was early in on him. Uh, it's a huge weekend for those two because I think OU you would probably give the slight edge to OU uh, for each of them. Um, and so you know Texas is hoping to get both, but they'd love to just get a split there. And then Jalen Hale, um, you know he was going to visit next weekend, but his team qualified for a state seven on seven, so that's probably going to get pushed back. Uh, I imagine that Texas is going to put together a pretty good official visit weekend in July to try to get some of these guys that they that they didn't get in uh, in June. Yeah, um, I'm looking at it. It, it. You're, you're, and then you, you we didn't even mention Jonte Cook there. You know, well, I, yeah, I think he's, yeah, he goes without saying, you know, he's got a spot no matter what. Uh, it's just, it's kind of, it's like at what levels are these guys and where are they, where do they fit? Um, it's interesting to me. Um, I also look at the, the uh, offensive line class. They're not bringing any, any offensive linemen in next, this week. It's next week, but the defensive front, um, the guys that are coming in, Sadir Mitchell is no doubter a, a nose tackle type, right? Oh, yeah. Six mm -hmm. six four three forty five. Hunter Osborne is he a D tackle D N type? What what is he long term? The young man from Hewitt Trustville, yeah. high school teammate of Justice Finkley. They would classify him as a DN with the potential to be a, a D lineman, sort of like uh, Spencer, you know, uh, Dylan Spencer in the class. He's a big kid, but it'll depend on how big he gets. Uh, Right now, you figure him for DN, but uh, yeah, they're just trying to get get as many big bodies as they can. It seems to me like they might be getting away from the uh, two four look a little bit with some of the guys that they're looking at. Um, you know, Colton Vosick's on campus right now. We should mention. Um, 
you know, he would be one of those two, four outside linebackers, but a jumbo one at Jack. But some of those other guys are looking at Spencer and Osborne are not going to stop growing anytime soon. So they just want big guys that can move. And if they move inside, then then all the better, because then their athleticism uh, really translates. Um, Eric, uh, you expect any commitments out of this weekend? Uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised about Will Randall. Um, uh, you know, that's uh, we've been kind of watching him for a while. Uh, Texas is still in a great spot. I know uh, on three, Sam Spiegelman put in an RPM prediction for him uh, yesterday. Uh, and so, yeah, we, you know, we've been watching that one for, for a couple months now. I think it's getting a nut cutting time. We'd always heard that he would be, he would be likely to commit before Arch, to make his decision before Arch. And so the timing would certainly line up in that regard. Arch, who knows, you know, I can't wait to see what I hear on Sunday um, to see what, you know, one of the things I'll be checking in on is potential timeline. If there's anything, any movement there, they're pretty tight lipped on that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think coming out of the Georgia visit, it was kind of it was pretty clear to Georgia, at least, that, that this thing was winding down. Um, other commitments? I don't know. You know, that really, you want to hear about a, a good push and, and maybe, oh, you having a bigger fight on their hands for uh, Petaway and Harrison Pilot. Not necessarily commitments out of those guys. I don't think anybody else is, is necessarily on commitment watch, but a lot of these guys are obviously going to make a, a decision this summer. Yeah, we, we talked about this prior, right, that Texas is is trying to bring players in this summer that hope to make a decision this summer, right? In some cases, in, in, in a lot of cases they are. In other cases, they're trying to swing first and hold on for dear life. Uh, and that's, you know, that's why they brought in Cedric Baxter. Um, and, you know, I think that's why they're going to bring in uh, Derek Williams next week, the talented safety out of, out of Louisiana. They're in a good spot with these guys. So what they want to do is um, in, it, they're going to do this, especially with guys that they know that they can get to campus. Der, uh, Derek Williams and his mother have demonstrated multiple times that they'll They'll get in the car early in the morning and make the drive from Baton Rouge or from, uh, yeah, from, from Louisiana, Southern Louisiana. Um, and so, you know, why not use the official visit right now? He's already been to Texas for a game day. Uh, you know, you could probably get him back uh, given their history of making that trip. So uh, there's always, a, I like the strategy behind each one of them, but you really have to know it uh, because then that'll tell you more uh, unique insight uh, on the, on that given uh, recruitment. Yeah, I, I, I look at it. I look at the list and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, OK, Texas is going after um, big guys up front, uh, the, the wide receivers, um, Arch Manning. Um, tell us, tell tell the folks really, uh, Eric, you know, when you think some things are some dominoes are going to start to fall in recruiting. If you really only expect probably Will Randall this weekend. Right. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, when do the dominoes really start to fall? Are they, they're not totally around Arch Manning, correct? Uh, well, I wouldn't say totally, but you know, I, I, again, that that's a big, that's the biggest domino out there without a doubt. Um, and so, you know, hypothetically speaking, um, and I, I'm telling people don't read between the lines here because I'm, I'm literally being hypothetical here, but if he committed, you know, early next week or, uh, on the weekend um, at the Manning Passing Academy or something, that would reverberate to the offensive linemen that are on campus that weekend, I think. And so that there could be an effect there. But like I said, you know, this is a this is a little bit of a tighter recruitment than I thought with Georgia, and I'm not sure exactly what his timeline is going to be. Maybe he knows exactly where he wants to go, um, but they've done a pretty good job of masking that uh, if he does. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Got it. Um, how how important uh, are the other uh, players in this class to to, to uh, convincing a guy like Arch Manning to join it? Like, uh, I, I know that uh, one of the things about an Alabama or, or a Georgia is they're seen as ready-made national championship material. They've got the pieces in place. Uh, Arch would just be another uh, cog in the wheel, so to speak, right? Um, and so, uh, how does that idea that, that they're ready made for a championship versus Texas, who is building, who's attempting to build one, finish with the top three class last year? Um, how does that resonate and how does that play into this uh, discussion with Arch? Well, I think that's going to be big this weekend is to, to, to illustrate to Arch that, hey, look, the skill players are going to be there. Um, they'll, be, they'll be ready well in advance of, of you being ready to play. And then you have to to show him, uh, you know, the offensive line is already the, the freshman offensive line class that we know he paid close attention to um, is already looking good on campus. Obviously, they're not really practicing. There's no pads, but um, the staff feels really confident about their develop their future and their development. So you kind of have to sell the future a little bit to them still where uh, Georgia and Alabama can sell the present. But uh, Georgia can't sell the skill talent that Texas has right now. And so that, that's something that we have that they have to come up uh, overcome. I mean, like I said, I'm not worried about Alabama. So um, if you're looking at certain aspects of Georgia, yeah, there's there's more stability with the head coach, but there's much more stability with uh, quarterback development at uh, with Sarkeesian. Uh, look at the litany of guys that have transferred out of Georgia, highly rated guys. Uh, you know, what was Justin Fields drafted out of Ohio State? And they played uh, Jake Fromm instead of him. Yep. Uh, another guys, a number of guys have left. Um, you've got two highly rated guys that, that aren't able to beat out um, Stetson Bennett, who is seen more as a, a governor, uh, as a game manager than actual playmaker. So there's a lot of things that Texas has to sell. Now, I, I know five and seven is a, is a bit, a bit of a steep hill to climb, uh, but that's why you get them on campus. And that's why, you, you know, you, you, you get them close with the players. You, you, you let them see the talent up close and personal. Uh, but it, there's going to be a measure of faith because because they did go five and seven and Georgia just won the national championship. Yeah, I, I think that's the that's the ultimate call. Right. That's the that's where um, Arch Manning has to make the decision about where he feels um, is best for him long term. Steve Sarkeesian recruiting him long term. Justin Wells feels like A.J. Milwee has done a, a tremendous job with Arch in this recruitment as well. Uh, are those two kind of tag teaming this? Uh, Sark leading it. How how is it going? You know, how is that communication line open with not only with Arch but with his parents as well? Yeah, I mean, it, it is a team effort. Kyle Flood has helped out. Terry Joseph has helped out. Uh, AJ Milwee's been instrumental. And then and then of course Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, Sarkeesian is talking to him very frequently. I hear. Um, you know, Kirby Smart's doing the same thing. You know, it's a <laughs> it's. It's a it's a serious serious head to head right now, but yeah, it's a it's a group effort. I think Milwee has done a very good job of connecting with Arch. Um, sometimes sometimes you can find guys that are just kindred spirits. Uh, that's how Stan Drayton was able to win over Bijan Robinson, that which was a very improbable win given the given uh, Bijan's recruiting profile and being out of state. Uh, I think Milwee kind of sets up in a, in a similar fashion. So 
um, you know, there's a chance Texas can win this just because of a, a perfect storm of, uh, of factors. And, you know, hiring Sarkeesian was, was the first thing. Milwee's connection is also big. Uh, Terry Joseph has been uh, uh, kind of a good uh, guy to get the foot in the door early on. Uh, he's very good at gathering intel on it. And then Kyle Flood has, has helped out a lot because, because of the importance of the offensive line uh, to the Mannings. Nobody knows uh, better than, than the Manning family how important offensive line is. We saw it work really well for Peyton Manning at times. And then Archie uh, Manning's career was uh, kind of uh, not anywhere close to what it could have been because of poor offensive line. Yeah, that's true. Um, Eric, I, I did not get your take yet on the most recent commitment, Spencer Shannon, the tight end out of Santa Ana, modern day, California. Well, I really like an, uh, a, a tight end that knows who he is. I like a football player who knows what he is. You know, half of these guys want to be something they're not. Um, it's like the rapper who thinks he can play basketball and the basketball player who thinks he can rap. Uh, you know? <laughs> Some of these people don't know what they are. Uh, and so he knows he's the inline guy that's going to uh, gonna make hay by blocking. And then if he blocks well, it's going to set himself up to, to be a more credible uh, receiver. Uh, so I think it's a good get. Obviously, they're still going to aim really high. They're going after Deuce Robinson. Deuce Robinson has, has had some interesting quotes of late, tied again into Arch Manning. Uh, so he's the unicorn, but this guy's uh, going to be a hard hat, hard hat player. Uh, that kind of helps the off the run game go. You know, they want to get, they want to be able to line up and run people over. Uh, that's the whole idea behind having a monster offensive line. And he would be a monster uh, tight end uh, in the similar image to the offensive lineman they're getting. You, you look at it, and the thought process is: is he like a step up, maybe from a Gunner Helm, from a talent perspective, or is he similar in that he's going to be a guy that uh, you put some weight on, and over a two or three year period, you're able to. To really get something out of him, I think Helm's a better athlete, um, honestly. Uh, but I think I think uh, Shannon can be a better blocker. Um, Helm Helm still has a ways to go, but I, Helm plays with with good physical intent. Uh, I think Shannon has really good body mechanics to block. He plays with good leverage. He, he knows where to put his hands. Um, you know, you don't. And you don't. The funny thing is, you don't have to be 265 pounds at tight end to be a really good blocker. If your fundamentals are right, Jeff Swain was only about 240 pounds, and he he, he could block his tail off. Um, so I think Shan's going to be a better blocker, but I think Helm is a better athlete uh, as a receiver. Got it. Um, anything else you're hearing right now uh, behind the scenes with the, the team uh, that we, we haven't talked about lately? Uh, not a whole lot. You know, um, I'll usually make it what's today, Wednesday. Uh, yeah, I'll be in Austin tomorrow. I'll make some phone calls, maybe see a couple people in person. Uh, and then I'll gather it up the, the, the week. There's just not a lot going on. You know, you can only write the guys are working hard so many times and the, there's a renewed energy and all that. You know, I get tired of writing it. I get tired of hearing it. So, um, you know, until, until it comes into fruition on the field, you know, just kind of whatever. But um, I do know that they're working hard and, you know, I'll, I'll make some phone calls tomorrow. And, and, you know, that would be more designed to see who's doing well in seven on seven, maybe get some anecdotal uh, stories about some great catches or, or players that are maybe improving quite a bit. But, you know, Keep hearing good things about all the receivers, and I think that's a huge part of uh, the success next next season. It's interesting. Uh, in the humidor on Friday of last week, you posted that uh, both Kelvin Banks and Cam Williams are looking good, uh, and they're going to keep Cam Williams. It sounds like at right tackle at this point, the big, huge kid from uh, uh, from uh, Duncanville, uh, and then Kelvin Banks going to go at left tackle uh, with the a potential also uh, of. Uh, of uh, Devin Campbell or Devon Campbell, excuse me, getting an opportunity at tackle as well. Yeah, people are wondering how we can be so high on the, on the offensive line based on them not wearing pads. But if you're you know six five, three hundred sixty five pounds like 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 Cam Williams, and you can move, 
you know, then the rest is going to fall into place. You know, he's gigantic. So, yeah, they're optimistic based on the way he moves uh, that he can stick at right tackle. And I'm not sure that anybody who watched him late last year would be surprised by that. You know, like I said, he's an anomaly in, in that he's probably better as a pass blocker at that size than he is currently as a run blocker. Uh, and so they're very optimistic he'll stick at right tackle. That would allow them to put Neto Umiozulu at, at guard, uh, which I think a lot of people thought was his upside. Um, he's, he could, he could play, play tackle, don't get me wrong, but he's a really good run blocker, and he'd be an elite pass blocker as a guard. So, um, you know, Cam Williams at right tackle helps, helps put everybody else in place, and that probably puts Devon Campbell at guard, which is his natural home as well. I think it's, it, it'd be interesting to me uh, to see how quickly these freshmen – actually do get in the mix right because we can talk about them and 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 that sort of thing but once the pads come on you'll know relatively quickly how ready they really are to compete yeah and um you know there's going to be a, just natural talent can be a be a great equalizer they're going to take a lot of bad steps they're going to miss some calls but they're going to be able to regroup and and make up for it uh with their natural quickness or their size so um, you know, that's going to be a, it's going to be a learning experience for sure. And we're going to see a lot of mistakes next season of uh, a lot of freshman mistakes, but um, we're also going to see a lot of uh, regrouping where a guy was beat and they still get back in, back into play. Uh, um, you're going to see some pancakes that we hadn't seen in a long time. <clears throat> I think they're going to be good, but it, yeah, it's obviously going to be uh, going to, going to be a year out. And that's, that's been the main reason why I've been more bullish on, on the year after rather than this upcoming year. Got it. All right. Um, Eric, with the state of the program, the once a week program that Aaron, Eric and I put on, I appreciate your time. Eric Nalin, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Uh, thanks for watching on Texas Football. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.